The Dark Knight Rises is out. We've got a retrospective wrap-up on San Diego Comic-Con from the head honcho. And tons more features coming to you on this new Geekscape. Wah, 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 Geekscape. Wah, 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 Geekscape. Should I just plug the music in here? Like, I don't know what to do. It's just so stupid. Like, maybe have the music playing. Like, this is what the music sounds like. Do you guys hear the music? It sounds way better than me sitting here going, wow. Like, I don't know what to do here. Should I get a shorter version of the song made? I don't know. You tell me. But either way, it feels good being back on the Geekscape couch in Los Angeles after a week. Uh, after, yeah, after, I mean, I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I guess uh, a couple of those Geekscape pods that I threw you guys at San Diego. I hope you guys enjoyed them. Uh, I wanted to do more. I really did. But uh, I guess Tuesday night we did the preview after setting up the booth. And then Wednesday Comic-Con started. And immediately my voice went somewhere else. <laughs> by, by, by Thursday, like Thursday I, I showed up at Comic-Con. And, um, and I was just mindless like my voice was gone i wanted to do some some interviews from people on the floor and just didn't have the voice to do it i had to i had to preserve my voice for comics on comics that night i man that panel uh i i just wasn't in a i just wasn't physically in a place where or mentally that i i could have that i i it's no fault of anybody but my own but that panel wasn't any good uh comics on comics is a great product i believe in it but man i I just wasn't anyway. I, my voice was gone, my brain was gone, and then we had to go to the Stan Lee party afterwards. Uh, it's tough because I don't know. I don't know what Comic Con. I don't know how Comic Con does their panels scheduling, but no one wants to be on a panel at eight o'clock at night. They just don't, especially not on the first full day of San Diego. People want to go out. They want to party. They want to start socializing. They're in San Diego. They aren't worn out yet from the weekend. They want to hit the ground running. They don't want to spend an entire day on the floor and then immediately sit on a panel with people. And if they do, those have to be some major sluggers. Not to say that John Schnepp and, and Chris Gore and myself, and oh, I, I can speak for myself, I'm not. But, um, it, it, I mean, but it's got to be like Kevin Smith or Joss Whedon. It's got to be somebody huge. It's got to be Guillermo del Toro to get somebody at 8 o'clock the night of the first night of San Diego to be wanting to sit through a panel for an hour and a half. Um, on top of that, my brain was just frazzled from everything, and then, uh, um, and then just my voice. <laughs> my voice sucked. Uh, you guys can kind of hear my voice sounding better on those first couple gigs pods I started uh, doing on Friday. Um, but yeah, next year, um, next year I think I'd like to get one more person down there to help me. Where they can run the booth. We can, you know, I won't. I won't have to be the guy selling or running the booth as much. I can just do some interviews. Um, get that content out to you guys, which I think I did a good job of. Every night, I put those things up when I recorded them, so I think I did a good job of that. Um, I just want more of them. I want to give you guys more of that uh, San Diego Comic-Con experience. Um, but all in all, it was a great weekend. Uh, we sold as many shirts by Thursday at 10 a.m. than we did all of last year. Um I wrote it up as a postmortem on the website. You can go and read the Geekscape uh, SDCC postmortem six-month interview where I kind of just give you guys a state of the union on Geekscape. Not that you guys are interested, but if you are, it's up on geekscape.net. And there's some cool things that I'm surprised about. Uh, I love where the articles are. I love how good uh, we've been keeping... Article, I love how well we've been keeping articles going up. A lot of the credit has to go to Scott uh, Maniana. A lot of the credit has to go to Sean Madden. 
Um, and then our other writers, you know, but, but Sean and Scott are just like, they see something that interests them, they put it up on the site. And that's something I welcome all the writers to do. If you see anything on the web that is geek-related and interests you, throw it up on the site. If it's Doctor Who, if it's anime manga, we don't have enough of that stuff on the site. Um, if it's, you know, uh, if it's music but has like a geek bend, maybe if it's like cover tunes or it's something geeky and, and up-and-coming, uh, that's cool. That, uh, or, you know, that maybe, maybe something like that. Um, so the, the site is just really doing healthy. And I think this is the healthiest the site's done. Uh, numerically, it's going to be doing the best that it's ever done. Uh, Content-wise, it's de- definitely good. And um, I- I'm happy to be a part of it. It's, it's really an exciting time. People, I, think, I think the brand is healthy. I think things like Dock of the Dead, uh, that announcement was cool, showing people that we are more than just a website and a podcast. We can start venturing into other things. Um, I showed up at San Diego, and people were like, hey, is Sam going to be here? Is Super Action Man going to be here? And in all honesty, I'll tell you a story. I did not bring the Sam costume to San Diego. <laughs> I left it. I said, you know what? There's not a new Super Action Man comic book. Why put on the Sam trunks? Um, it just didn't make sense. Um, and as soon as I showed up, people were like, you're doing Sam, right? Like, you're going to be dressed as Super Action Man running around, right? And I was like, shit, maybe I fucked up. So George Callert, my, my partner in Geekscape, Hadn't quite left L.A. yet, and I, I called my wife, and I said, I said sweetie, you were right, because she was right. She was like, you should bring Sam. And I said, sweetie, people want Sam. Not, not a ton of people, of course, but, you know, our neighbors and the people who know Sam and from past San Diego's, a couple of Geekscape fans. And I said, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you uh, find Sam, and maybe there's a way George Callert can pick him up and bring him down with him. And she goes, I thought so. And she had Sam, like, ready. <laughs> she, she knows me. So, uh, so she immediately, like, threw the trunks and the costume in the, in the washer. da 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 She cleaned them up. George Callert came over, picked up the Super Action Man costume, which literally can fit in a billfold. It's so tiny. Sorry about that. And, uh, and brought it down. And then Sam made an appearance on Sunday, which is Kids Day, which is always when Sam makes an appearance. Um, I, I want to make new Sam stuff. I do, but, uh, you know, it just takes forever to make a comic book without a budget. And then, you know, you end up printing up, what, 500 of them, 300 of them, 1,000 of them, and that's that's who's going to read the book, uh, at least physical copies. And it's like, dude, just go make a short, go make a film. You know, it's, it's, a, it's more struggle sometimes. It's more expensive sometimes, but there's a bigger audience, and... It, there's an instant audience. They don't have to find the book. You know what I mean? Now with like things like YouTube, digital distribution, things like that, they find them. So, um, I don't know. George and I talked about it. We had a meeting on Thursday night, um, and we want to do more Sam. Uh, I think we're willing to invest the money to do more Sam. It's just how do we do it so that we do it the best way possible? Like a way that I don't know. I, I love doing the character. I love dr- dressing up as him and running around and being like <laughs> really insulting and you know having having people want to post pictures and <laughs> he's pretty lewd. Uh, he's offensive. I like doing that character. It's pretty fun. Uh, you know, it makes people laugh. But but the comic has to be the, the same kind of like I don't know the same kind of I don't know mixture of like shock and fun and. And that kind of thing that people are like, wow, this is crazy. And they tell their friends, like, you've got to check this out. This is crazy. Uh, and I don't think I've gotten there with Sam yet. Um, some of the other projects, though, uh, I handed out scripts. 
to the, like a feature film, which we're going to put the Geekscape logo in front of. It's a narrative. It's not Doc of the Dead. So I started handing that to people, seeing if we can start angling our way towards either attaching talent or attaching money. There's a chicken and the egg in Hollywood, and the chicken and the egg is, how do you like? Do you attach an actor? You can't. You can't. You can't get money if you don't have an actor. You can't get an actor if you don't get the money to hire the actor. So either the actor has to read the script and want to be a part of the product, the project, or the financiers have to read the script and be want to be a part of the project. And this script is just above what I feel comfortable with going for, like a Kickstarter and stuff like that. So I did what I do, and I handed the script to both actors and financiers and said, I'm going after the chicken and the egg, and we'll see if that works. Um, it would be nice to start shooting something narrative. Uh, we have another idea that, um, that you guys heard about if you heard the Suburban Legends project or the Suburban Legends podcast a couple, couple months ago. Uh, we were talking about that web series with my brother, and that's that's what we're working on. That like, um, I'm really excited about that one. Uh, Paul's excited about it, well, and that's a Geekscape project. Like, it it just has to be. It's so right for for like the you know mix of pro wrestling and sci-fi and fantasy. It's just fucking that's Geekscape, man. <laughs> it's just crazy and silly and funny, and you know it has the whole '80s fantasy sci-fi thing going on with like the Beastmaster and stuff and. I, we got to make that, man. Um, so we're trying to figure out how to do it. We're trying to figure out like the right place that'll help us finance that and get us going. Um, sci-fi fantasy isn't cheap, is the problem. Um, okay, so let's talk real quick. Um, Batman's out. Dark Knight Rises is out. I really, really, really enjoyed the movie. Is it a great Batman movie? Hell, I don't. I don't know. I got to think about it a bit. I can definitely understand someone's gripes with this film, especially Batman fan gripes with this film. But you know what? I really enjoyed it. I thought that I, no spoilers, right? I'm not going to spoil it for you. Ian Kerner is coming over in a bit. We're going to record a, an additional podcast, a very long podcast, in which he and I spoil the shit out of it and really get into the nitty gritty. But for now, I'm just going to give you my impressions. Uh, Nolan was definitely done with doing Batman movies. Uh, you can tell. And that being said. He's still a guy who, uh, he, he just works at the full faculties of, you know, he, he, of, the, of the medium. He, the cinematography is amazing. The camera is amazing, which it isn't always the same thing. Uh, the pace is good. The performances are good. Uh, the directing is fantastic. Uh, the music, you've got the music. I mean, the full faculties of the medium are, are at work. And that's, I think, I mean, it was just a breath of fresh air after seeing, you know, The Avengers, which is great, but... More a movie than a film, more popcorn than than anything. Uh, you know, Spider Man, which I think had a lot of visual style to it, but got the story wrong. And I was like, oh shit, like that stinks. Um, you know, the really nice sprinkles on something that's not so nice. Um, but this one had a lot of. I mean, it looked great. It felt great. It was paced great. And I thought that the thesis that was. Nolan's Batman trilogy, the social responsibility themes that uh, that Bruce was Bruce began to get born into at the end of Batman Begins, and that was really the chaos, the anarchy versus order argument of the Dark Knight. I think that in this one, uh, Dark Knight Rises, that thesis was the best articulated. I thought it. I mean, at, t- at times it was literalized. At times, Bane is literally saying the thesis, but. Um, but it also dovetailed with the uh, drive of the main characters and the backdrop of Gotham City and the citizenship of Gotham City. Something that 
that the Dark Knight with Heath Ledger didn't always do successfully. Sometimes it didn't dovetail, and you got some like momentum loss there, and the movie started feeling long. This is a long movie, but it's a long movie that feels appropriately long, not like it's trying to find a way to end itself or trying to find a way to get the the the, the physical narrative and the the character arcs to fishtail with the or to dovetail again with the um, actual themes of the movie so we're going to be bringing you a ton of dark knight rises i really enjoyed it yes the tragedy in colorado you can't really talk about the dark knight rises right now without talking about it it is super tragic and it's opened up again this can of worms argument about gun control i i don't have any solutions guys I, i i mean i'm a dummy when it comes to this stuff i know that statistically the united states is out of control with people with fatalities uh, because of uh, of gun violence every year gun accidents every year why are we so ahead of other comp- of other countries in in this i have no idea but uh, guys i don't have any answers i'm not even getting into this i it's a tragedy it's awful what happened um do movies cause this no um but it's such a complicated issue with so many voices and it exists in such a gray area that i just don't have the i don't have the faculty i don't have the mental ability to piece myself through it i don't have all the information and even if i did have the information i don't think i'm smart enough or wise enough to work my way through it in a way that's satisfying and even worth your time I'm talking about a caveman's reasoning to a shakespeare's play like it's this isn't this isn't me I can't do it uh all i can say is it's a tragedy and um what does it say about us the questions are are yours the questions are yours i have no answers um go to the website we've got a, a phenomenal write up about uh it's a it's a retrospective on the batman comics and how they mirrored the batman movies and tv show Uh Eric Diaz gave us that that is up on the website. It's really great. It goes back several decades of course to the Adam West show and then going on through the Tim Burton movies. How how do how how does Batman in the mass visual media rep- like how does it parallel Batman in the comics? How do they influence each other? How do they not influence each other? Eric wrote a great piece. Also Shane O'Hare, my bunkmate in San Diego. uh got got to hang out with the Aquabats a bit in San Diego that's up on the website the whole Aquabats interview and experience if you're an Aquabats fan check that out um Stephen Prescott speaking about fans and objects of the fandom meeting Stephen Prescott got some interviews with the cast and the crew of Doctor Who that is up on the website it's really awesome seek out Stephen Prescott's Doctor Who podcast I want to start hosting it on the site we talked about it we got to do it And of course, we have some epic San Diego tales from a bunch of our staff writers who are in San Diego. They've written up a round table talking about their amazing highlights and lowlights from San Diego. Funny stories in there. Definitely go check that out. Uh my highlights, of course, were always meeting those creators and having them come by the booth. This is a very exhausting San Diego. I wrapped up the booth on Sunday with Shane, drove to LA in traffic, got into LA about midnight, got to bed sometime around 1. woke up at 3:30 to get on a plane <laughs> at 6 to fly to Austin to show a short film that I had made for my father for his 65th birthday which was that Monday um which was that day so 
I, I did a clandestine operation in early June, and I flew to his hometown of Groom, Texas. Doesn't even have a traffic light, and I interviewed everybody that he went to high school with, or that he was friends with. I, I interviewed people he'd grown up with, and I turned it into a short 15-minute documentary about about my dad, <laughs> and uh, and I showed it, and there were tears had by all. So uh, that was great, and definitely worth the exhaustion of right after San Diego, getting on a plane, going to Austin for 36 hours, getting back on a plane, coming back to L.A., teaching two days straight. And then yesterday I just acted like a shithead and hung out and watched Falling Skies, which is still a pretty awesome show. (laughs) Falling Skies is silly. I recommend it to you guys who are waiting for season three of The Walking Dead. I really enjoyed Falling Skies. Silly, fun, and kind of cool. Keep checking out Geekscape, geekscape geekscape.net. Uh, that's our website. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Just search for Geekscape. You'll find us. You'll befriend us. I'm Jonathan London, at Jonathan London on Twitter. We're going to be bringing you a ton of new stuff. I'm here in L.A. I'm ready to get back to the Geekscape. we got Ian Kerner sitting down for a very long conversation about The Dark Knight Rises. Look for that on the feed. Look for that on the site. And I love you guys.